Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Check podcast. You know what I'm about to ask you, and I know you probably want to hit that forward 30 second button, but please don't. The Tortoise Check is struggling, along with many other media outlets, only they have ads and sponsors and we don't. Only they're part of big networks that have big corporate owners. We are not. We are completely independent and we rely entirely on you guys to support us and keep the microphones on and the conversations that you love to listen to happening. So if you're one of the thousands of people who are listening, please consider clicking the link at the top of the podcast you're listening to right now that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise and doing that little bit of activism, the easiest bit of activism you can do on a monthly basis. Throw us the price of a cup of tea and a scone and know that you're helping a left-leaning, progressive, independent podcast platform limp on and still platform the conversations that lots and lots and lots of people are listening to. And you do get a ton of additional content for that. And all of the podcasts are available entirely plea-free. So you don't have to listen to me beg and beg, as you know, I must. So one more time, patreon.com forward slash tortoise Come on board, join the community that we've built and help us keep going. Thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. I am going to stop rabbiting on. Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Reboot Republic, the podcast that goes behind the headlines and looks at the big issues in this republic of inequality. We are the podcast of solutions and the podcast of hope. And I'm your host, Rory Hearn. Delighted to be joined today by three great people who are working um, really, really hard to organize the Cork Raise the Roof rally, which is set to take place on Saturday, that's Saturday, June 10th. Um, in Cork, and we're going to have a chat about what's going on down in Cork, why they're doing it, um, and the wider housing crisis. And I suppose that this is really about hope because it's hope and action. Um, and there's some amazing work being done to raise um, awareness by lots of different groups down in Cork about this rally. Um, joined by Barry Murphy, who is uh, from Raise Roof Cork and also the General Secretary of Apatsy, the Plasters Union. And um, by Eva Mitchell, who is a union organiser with um, SIP2 and Martin Leahy. Listeners will be very familiar with that is Martin of um, Everyone Should Have a Home, having his um, one man uh, and others protesting in the song Outside the Doll. How many weeks are you now, Martin, going? Um, 57 tomorrow. 57, and there's 52 weeks in a year, so you're now five weeks into your second year of it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Fair play to you. And, and in terms of your own situation, Martin, you were facing eviction. Are you still in that situation, or have you found somewhere? Or... Yeah, I haven't found anywhere, and the eviction is still looming. I haven't actually been served yet, but um, I'm expecting it um, soon. Yeah. Okay. And how are you feeling about that? Um. I'm feeling, um, you know, um, like everybody else. I mean, it's been uh, well documented in podcasts like these and, you know, people, articles and papers. Yeah, just extremely worried, anxious, um, you know, the the kind of um, looming uh, thought of being evicted and then uh, just absolutely no options is very terrifying. And it's kind of a, it's a new feeling for for me to be going out into the rental market um feeling like that yeah yeah i know and i know that uh feeling and situation is uh replicated across the country and the figures that came out there um 
last week again on the number of notices to quit that were served in the yeah. first quarter of this year were absolutely uh they are just phenomenal, shocking. Um, I calculated when you add them up, it's over the last 12 months, it means 15,000 notices to quit served. 15,000, that's, you know, upwards of 30,000 people facing where are they actually going to go to. It just, um, yeah. and I was surprised. It was almost like a muted response to it. It wasn't this yeah. like. Yeah, I, I think that's, I've, I've noticed that as well. It's it's a sort of uh, people becoming immune to the shock of the mm-hmm. figures coming out. Um, I found very shocking there a while back, um, I, I think it was about two months ago, Paul released a, a report saying that um, mothers had to um, like give their children entering, uh, mothers entering um, emergency accommodations were, were giving their children to relatives to look after. I mean, it was like an extremely disturbing kind of a report. And um, yeah. I, I, I didn't think even that got the traction that it should have or had the impact because I, I think there seems to be a kind of a, an immunity to the shock now, which is even, it kind of adds an extra layer of, you know, uh, kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of extra depressing, I suppose. You know? it, it is, absolutely. And, and I was quite shocked um, and taken by the... The reaction to the latest homelessness figures as well, which we went over 12,000 um, yeah. over three and a half thousand children. And it didn't even make the front page of the newspapers. No. Um, Eva, you want to come in there on that? Yeah, no, I just it's just so shocking. It is. It's becoming kind of like normalized. People are just so desensitized to it. And, you know, I, I just think it's it's it if that if that continues to happen, you know, are we going to be stuck with this? For, for decades more you know we, we yeah. really need to to kind of i suppose get people to 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 feel empathy again around the, these issues that these are real people behind the figures um and real families and, and children it's 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 a real crisis like yeah no it is i suppose rory yeah barry I, yeah like, I, mean, I, I look listening to martin there you know I mean, it brings her all home and it's ironic i'm in my daughter's bedroom she's a nurse and she's in sydney uh, with our partner because and he has a good job because they can't afford to live um, in the Ireland that you know we yeah. have created uh, and uh, Christmas Day they sent a picture 20 Irish nurses together working in the hospitals in Sydney when we're in the middle of a healthcare crisis and they can't live at home Yeah, they can't come home and the vast majority of those nurses want to live in Ireland one of them and her, her partner is a school teacher and they're from Offaly and they can't afford to live in Ireland. You know, it, it and as people are desensitized because, you know, a crisis goes on long enough and, and it becomes policy. Yeah. And, and that's the situation that we're in, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is really, um, we're in this weird, strange phase. Like there was a huge you know, public reaction to the lifting of the eviction ban, like huge anger. And um, and then it was, it just seems to have, it's like, I think people, there was a lot of frustration that the government, I think a lot of shock as well, that the government did lift the eviction ban. Um, and now essentially people are trying to survive. And I was actually talking to Noreen, shout out to Noreen. She wasn't able to make it today, but Noreen from Raise the Roof in Cork, um, I was down with her at the weekend and we were making the video 
And I was chatting to her about comparing this with the water charges and, you know, why, you know, there was such a reaction in terms of the water charges protest. And she was like, well, you know, you could stand outside your door. And I was like, that's true. You could. You could stand outside your door and protest at the installation of the water meters. But the other thing was, is you weren't people were trying to survive, you know, being hammered by the austerity cuts. But it's not the same as trying to go find a home that people who are affected directly by this, like yourself, Martin, you know, are consumed with trying to find a home. So trying to protest or take action about it alongside that is almost like, you know what, well, that's not reality because I'm trying to survive. So it's a difficult one in that way in terms of getting engaging the people who are affected and then those who aren't affected are almost disconnected and feeling numb, normalized, angry, guilty. And it's it's a difficult one, I think. What What's your sense of that in terms of Eva? Yeah, well, I, I think like, I think from the perspective of like, Obviously, I'm a I'm a I'm a trade unionist, um, and I, I I work in the area in the I cover my members are in the earlier sector. I cover um, Cork and Kerry, so yes. I suppose I, I would have a number. I would have a lot of conversations every single day um, with my members, obviously around their issues of of, of pay conditions, um, but that obviously then extends further onto the issue of housing. So they're kind of doubly consumed by societal issues. So they've got. Yeah. On one hand, the problem of, you know, their pay and their conditions not being adequate and they're supposed to be fighting for that. And then on the other hand, they have the issue of, of homes and of, of, of housing. Um, and I think for some people, it just becomes too much. It becomes, you know, all consuming. Um, and then that, I think, leads people to kind of, you know, I suppose, kind of look away from that and and kind of you know not really engage with with it all yeah and i think as well barry you know there's a sense of powerlessness because they're looking at a government that has just absolutely you know has created the crisis as you said you know and and as i've argued before you know they know that this government are the one who have you know shafted this generation who you know prioritized bailing out the banks bailing out developers again decision after decision benefiting landlords, benefiting developers, benefiting vulture funds. So there's a, there's a difficult one in trying to convince people to protest because they're like, well, what's the point in protesting to these guys? They're not listening to us. They're just driven by, you know, this agenda, which they they seem un, absolutely unwilling to move away from. Yeah, Rory, look, you've hit the nail on the head. They're not going to change now because if they do, they'll admit to 40 years of failure. I mean, this has been a a train crash that has been coming for a long, long time. You know, and and I think as well as that, we had a couple of people who have been evicted at our organising meetings and they're afraid to come out and protest and they're afraid to put their hand up because there's so so, uh, few properties available that if they're pictured on the newspaper or on the radio, then the chances of them getting another tenancy anywhere, you know, is practically nil. So, I mean, like, we need to be asking outside of all the fiscal questions of the government. Do you actually value your youth? Do you value the future generations? You know, because obviously they don't. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a simple question. When you, when you turn something like healthcare or housing over to the private sector, and then it's going to be profit-driven and it's not need-driven. And, and then the whole thing collapses, you know? And... If, if you think that any private builder or developer 
is going to provide enough homes so that there's a surplus, then you're asking turkeys to vote for Christmas. They're not going to do it because they're profit driven. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, that, you know, these are reasons because a, a lot of people do ask, you know, where is the protest around housing? And and it is important to kind of analyze this and understand it so it's people don't feel, you know, you were mentioned feeling depressed about it. I think, Martin, that it's like to understand it can explain it as well and then see that, OK, there's a reason why it's not that people don't care. It's not that people don't want to see the change. It's these other issues. And and that's harder work then. And we know there's huge work being done, you know, by the likes of, for example, the new tenants union, Katu, who are doing huge work organizing tenants. Um, and, you know, the reality is what people haven't been organized, you know, that around, um, you know, social housing, around private tenants unions, you know, countries like Sweden and um, you know, many European countries have tenant unions that are hundreds of years old, you know, that they have that base of organizing people are, are together, whereas we're almost building from scratch, you know, connecting people, organizing people. So I think we need to understand that as well. And that is more challenging. But then on the other hand, we've lots of ways that we are connecting and, and lots of resources and you're doing it, um, which I think is giving the hope. What sort of reactions have you been having to people um sort of when you've been doing i know you're doing a huge amount of leafleting of estates and leafleting on the street and letting people know what sort of reactions have you been getting eva um yeah so i suppose over the last couple of days um i've been leafleting um both in the city and out in middleton i mean i just find the vast majority of people like the appetite for this is huge um like everybody seems to be affected by it somehow like either i've met with kind of parents that have like three of their kids living in their house up and well into their 30s with kind of no optimism around finding a home or else I've you know met with people that are struggling with the cost of renting um and you know it's it, I think it's kind of touching everybody but um I just recall an incident yesterday actually I was just outside Kent station and as I said vast majority of people you know really delighted to see that this was happening and delighted to take the 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 leaflet and have a conversation but one man um came up and he was quite irate and you know frustrated um that I was handing out leaflets that we were we were doing this and um he pulled me aside and said what is it that you're looking for and I said well we're looking for you know state-built housing and affordable housing that's what we're looking for we're looking for a, a change in terms of of our policy here um and he said do you not understand do you people not understand that this is just economics playing out and i was saying yeah i do i absolutely do that it is i, I see that it's just economics playing out like it's neoliberal economics playing yeah. out and it's not working for us it's a system that is failing the vast majority of people that have come through these gates have have you know aired their frustration with the current system so like I mean, and, and he just walked off, but was just so frustrated that we would be out there speaking to the public about these issues. That's interesting as well. And you do see that, of course, that, you know, that dominant, you know, that neoliberal ideas of, you know, it's just economics. And I get it all the time, you know, in social media and media interviews, you know, people going, you're crazy talking about, you know, a public construction company or the state building housing, you know, that's to the market. And, you know, all all our critiques, Martin, of... um of uh, lack of tenants' rights and our push for tenants' rights, you know, that's why landlords are leaving the market, you know, been criticized for, you know, scaring landlords out. And it really is, there's a, such a mindset shift needed, isn't there? 
Yeah, and and I guess um, kind of I, I have a like I use myself as an example of like some of the attitudes that I'm coming across, like the kind of older version or, or the younger version of me, where I I, I just um, accepted this um, kind of um, idea that um, there would be no security of tenure, you know, when you're renting and yeah. you would be kind of living, engaging in this kind of dysfunction and just totally accepting it um, because that's what you kind of grew up with. And, and, and so you don't question it. And, you know, I suppose it's only till, you know, I started listening to stuff by yourself and reading stuff about it and getting engaged in it myself where I kind of realized it doesn't actually have to be that way. We, we don't, you know, we're only here in in life for a very a relatively short time and it doesn't have to be, our lives don't, don't have, they don't have to be needlessly consumed by this kind of monstrous idea of like, even if you're renting, that you 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 won't be able to stay there. You'll have to pack your things and go at some stage. If the depending on the whim of the landlord, if they put up the money, if they decide decide to sell the house, um, so you're kind of aware of that, and you're living in that kind of state of anxiety all the time. You know, just kind of engaging in a dysfunction, um, without even properly realizing it. And I suppose I can kind of um, when I come across this kind of um, this a certain kind of attitude towards um protesting and um you know a kind of a negative attitude which i have kind of come across um and i'm very interested in in what that is where that's coming from but i i suppose i can relate to it you know from my own experience that people just do engage in the dysfunction and like that man w w was saying, um, you know, it's economics, it's the markets. That's just the way things are, you know. And I, I think it, it part of that as well is the, the lack of um, culture or, or the lack of kind of pro history of uh, protesting here. You know that it takes, it seems to take a huge um, amount to get people out, and you know, um, people can't relate to. Um, people can't relate the freedoms that we enjoy um, today. People can't seem to relate to maybe that started off with people protesting and not accepting, um, not accepting the the way things were, and deciding to take a stand um, against it. And and therefore, we we all kind of enjoy those those freedoms. You know, like um, the water charges, uh, not having to pay not privatizing the water uh you know repeal marriage referendum you know i guess they were all started from um people protesting and standing up what do you think barry yeah look i i i think a lot, a lot of the younger people as well like are have become desensitized uh to the whole situation and and it's really sad that the governments and successive governments have created a vacuum now where you get the far right moving into it. And I listen to the radio shows and I'm not stupid enough not to realise that they're going to do far right. They're taking it wholly advantage of this. You hear on the, on the radio stations that uh, Abdul with his four kids got the house that my daughter or my son or I should have gotten. Yeah. And, and, and the government are happy that they're turning ourselves in on ourselves and yeah. we're arguing amongst ourselves and they know this and they know come election time 
that we won't come together in a strong enough grouping to change things. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's where we need to be focused on changing things. Most elections are won and lost by the people who don't vote. You know, we need to come together on the left and demand that we go back to a system where housing is provided by the state, where a child, not three and a half thousand children, every single child in this state can wake up tomorrow in a house that they can call home in, with security of tenure. I mean, you couldn't call Sean Lamas or Liam Cosgrove, you know, lefties in any sense of the word. Yeah. But yet they built public housing. They yeah. saw it was in the public good to build public housing. I mean, you would people in their 40s out so there renting, you know, and when they come to the pension age, whatever the pension age will be in 20 years' time, they will not know prospect of holding on to that home with, with the figures out there for renting in Cork, I think somewhere between 1700 and 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 2000 for a fairly basic, you know, yeah. home. So, like, the government aren't looking in the long term. What they tend to do is they look from election to election. What will get us elected the next time? We'll give, you know, the masses 200 quid in electricity bonus three times a year. And you can be sure they'll do it before the next election again. And then, unfortunately, a lot of people say, oh, they're doing a grand job. But we have to be focused on explaining to people, this isn't about today or tomorrow. This is about the next 10, the next 20, the next 30 years. This is about not only us, it's about our children, our grandchildren and their children. And yeah. by coming together and working together on this singular issue like we did with water, we can change things if people come out on the street. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it can. And, and I do believe it will. And I do believe that, you know, the, the attitudes among people have significantly changed towards social housing and public housing. People, there's a, you know, majority of people now know that actually that's what we need. Um, And I think that the, the far right and that are, they're not, you know, they're trying to, you know, use this as a way to whip up, you know, racism. But most people know that in actual fact, you know, it's not refugees or migrants are causing the crisis, that we actually need migrants and refugees. And, you know, the health system and we had, you know, the some of the nurses from Cork on here in a podcast recently, you know, they're essential for our health system, you know, for so many parts of our society to function. And sure, there are families and friends and everything now. Um, and, and I think that, you know, most people are seeing that actually it is, you know, public housing we need and that that is the solution. Eva, would you see, are you concerned much about that kind of the impact of the far right arguments impacting on kind of the the ideas that of trying to promote public housing and, and the, you know, the kind of a unified campaign around housing? Yeah, like I see it, it's kind of permeating. It, it's subtly under, I suppose, it, it, it's there when you are having conversations with people. It does come up like, oh, well, it, they're refugees. And, um, you know, that that's really the root cause of it. Um, but like, I think for the vast majority of people, I, I, I do think that that's that they are they're you know, credit where credit's due. I think people are, are, are aware that that's not what the issue is. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that I suppose the amount at uh, the, the 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 far right are a lot louder for say than they are strength in numbers they're they're yeah. they're they're a very loud group but they're not exactly strong in terms of 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 the numbers that they have um yeah yeah and martin just in terms of the 
the reaction to you know the your own protest and you know you're going to be playing down um at the Cork Rally, and we'll be also uh, closing out the podcast with your song. Um, and I think we were talking the last day on about how, you know, people from around the country have been doing versions of it. And, you know, artists and musicians have really engaged with this and are really engaging with it um, from the Fela Housing Group um, to, you know, I see the Stock Group and, and they're doing the the uh, cardboard homes and making that based on um, asbestos, the artist's mural in Cork, which we, um, who we spoke to as well, uh, asbestos on on the podcast. Um, I I see this kind of increased engagement of art and artists and musicians, and I think there's a real potential in that to reach out to much wider audiences as well. Do you see that happening? Yeah, I do, and. Um... Yeah, from like like what you were saying about all the different versions of it going up and stuff. And I've always kind of, you know, um, believed in the power of protest songs because they kind of affected me when I was uh, younger. Um, uh, songs uh, about uh, Mandela and um, Christy Moore's, um, you know, Ordinary Man and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I, I feel that they, they, that they, they have a... A, a different kind of power, you know, and and mm. it vibrates in a different way. So yeah, yeah, I'm very and uh, I'm very kind of heartened by that, and and the the artists that are kind of engaging with it and doing the different versions. And actually, Christy Moore is playing a, a gig for um, Focus Ireland um, in July in Vicker Street, and he asked me to come along and sing sing the song at that as well. So That's brilliant, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 like um you know it 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 feels like it's 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 having an effect in that way. So you know, yeah, no, that's great, and it does show. It you know everything you do and everything we do, you know, it does have an impact, and I think that's yeah. so important. The message to go out to people that you know taking action in whatever form it is, you know, has an impact. It creates a ripple. It changes someone else's view. It engages somebody. It adds a little bit more pressure on the system to change and. Um, you know, I think that we do have a job to convince more and more people. And that's what the protests do that actually, you know, look, there's a lot of people behind these ideas. It's not just the margins. It's not just um, and also it opens up the opportunity, you know, these protests, the more people that come out to discuss the ideas and the alternatives that have been presented. Um, Barry, just to bring you back in, uh, we've been talking uh, for a while now about the idea of a public um. Uh, home building agency, a national home building agency in one Cork um, did a proposal a number of years ago for it um, and the for a municipal construction company and I'm launching a proposal next week for it um, for a public home building agency but just in terms of that, maybe you could set out you know, yourself why you think that's a good idea from your perspective and particularly from a construction worker's perspective yeah, I look outside of it making, I think, common sense because it's for the common good. Like, I'm a plasterer. My background is a plasterer. And I wouldn't have encouraged my two sons to go plastering. You know, because construction is rife with bogus self-employment. Mm. You know, we can't get apprentices to go into something that's boom and burst, boom and burst, boom and burst. And from the simple... You know, to build up the skills point of view, we need secure employment. And a, and a national construction company or a municipal construction company run by the local authorities could provide that, could provide good jobs, 
decent paying conditions. And then you'll entice young people to take up the trades again and do what the Irish were very good at. And we've done it all over the world. We've built houses. We've built infrastructure. Actually, if you're going in to buy a home tomorrow, and people have to be very aware of this, they probably have more protection if they're buying a pair of shoes. Because you can walk onto a site tomorrow and nobody will check that you're a qualified pastor, you're a qualified mason, you're a qualified painter. They'll ask you, have you a safe pass? And if you haven't got one. But they won't ask you, have you got a national craft, sir? So why would I entice any young person to go into a trade where their qualification actually isn't worth the paper that is written on? And until we change that, would you go into a dentist tomorrow that was, you know, you know, he could do a bit of this and a bit of that. No, <laughs> when we go in, like when we go to the dentist, we yeah. bloody well make sure that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, we see it with the pyrite scandal. We, you know, the fire in London, the tower block in London. Grenfell, yeah. Yeah, that can happen here. Make no mistake about it. And it was one car that brought up the school's uh, issues with the school building to site visits. And we knew it wasn't right. And we went through the union. They went to the department and all of a sudden we have a scandal where our children were going to were going to school in schools that weren't fit for purpose. Teachers were going in, staff were going in. If we want to get construction as a career that people want to go into, then they need security of tenure, they need decent per- terms and conditions of employment. And until the state takes responsibility for that, it'll never happen. Yeah. And yeah. That, and that's an argument is sorry, sorry, just to cut in, but that that that's an argument as well, like f- from I suppose developers, like that, you know, we need to have deregulation in 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 ha- building houses. But like that's crazy. Like we absolutely do not need regulation. We, you know, it that's in place for people to be safe, for people to 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 be secure. Like the 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 Conversation around, like you know, deregulation is 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 awful. I think, and something yeah. we really need to be aware of. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I and I think as well the the whole idea that um you know the market will just deliver when in actual fact you know the market is about delivering at the biggest profit and whatever mm-hmm. cuts back costs and you know cuts back standards that's the result and. I think it does go back to as well that we don't treat housing as a public good, as a public service or a human right. And that it's been just viewed essentially as has become viewed as a commodity, as an investment asset. And therefore, the big change that's needed is actually homes have to be delivered like, you know, health and education and guaranteed quality. Um, how much do you think, Eva, that that kind of idea of making housing a human right? Do you think, you know, that's what's needed and, and will people get behind that? Yeah, like I think that that's like I know that it is said, you know, young people are not mobilized by these issues and young people kind of are disengaged. But I, I actually don't believe that. I, I I think fundamentally young people, you know, do care about this and want to see, you know, the, the idea of housing. Like we can look to progressive countries and I suppose fantasize about you know the fact that they have like that that social housing is is kind of it, it casts a wider net it's it's mm. it for everybody it's for more it's for more people and when i suppose in conversations with my friends and unfortunately a lot of my friends are are living across europe and in australia and different countries um because 
you know, they just simply cannot afford to live here. Um, and with them as well is, is, is taking their skills in social work and nursing and teachers and really creative people, musicians. Um, but I suppose in conversations that we would be having, um, like, I mean, we, we, we would definitely look at countries uh, across Europe and, and hope that we could be progressive and imaginative enough to, to create the same systems over here. It's just, I suppose, the lack of political will that exists currently um, that, 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 you know, allows this current system to, to continue. Yeah, and it is, you know, your generation that has been completely, as I said earlier, shafted and locked out and, and it has disproportionately fallen um, the burden, you know, the, the, the housing crisis on your generation. And do you, in terms of how you feel about that, how, how do people feel? Do they feel angry? Do they just feel despair? Do they feel abandoned by their country? What do they think? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I just find like I find the whole housing crisis to be just a grave injustice for everybody, obviously. But in terms of speaking from my own generation and speaking from the women that I represent, like it's actually really upsetting. Like it's so upsetting that, you know, we've got to, you know, delay having families that were constantly worrying and stressed out about future about our own futures yeah. like i mean in terms of the women that i represent in the earlier sector like they at, at the moment don't have any sort of pension scheme so even if they were to get to the space where they were able to get a mortgage you know by the time they would reach retirement age how are they going to pay for that mortgage um and i just think that like all of my friends it's it's it that are living abroad just feel totally disgruntled and frustrated that this has been allowed to persist and that you know we've we've these elected representatives supposedly and you know they're not acting uh, and advocating on behalf of of the majority it's it's just a certain few and I, there's a huge frustration there um you know it's 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 just a grave injustice and it's so frustrating and i suppose it's why these rallies are are really important because i think everybody's feeling the frustrations and everybody's feeling irritated and they need to have a space where you know they can they can they can talk about that and they can openly protest around it Rory, yeah. I suppose if yeah. I can just jump in there, I mean, now is the perfect time for people to come out and and and, and join us on Saturday coming and any future demonstrations, because now we're heading for the biggest surplus in the history of the state. Yeah, we left twenty six million over two years, and it's going to be a political choice how they spend that. Are they going to stick it in some fund somewhere until the next time the banks, you know? Uh, try and bankrupt them. It's a political choice. Do they want to? They used it to bail out the banks. They ripped off the pension scheme to bail out the banks. Well, now they need to use that twenty-six billion plus that's coming over the next few years, and do it to set up what you're advocating and I'm advocating: a national building program with direct labour at, at its core. You know, and treat housing what it is—a human right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, in terms of the, the day itself, um, Martin, what's the schedule for if people want to join, get involved? Yeah, so um, the 12.30 assembly at Connolly Hall and um, we're going to march um, to the Grand Parade. And um, yeah, there'll be, there'll be I, I, 
from what I believe, there there'll be marching two marching bands on the march. It'll be it, it'll be a very kind of um um you know it'll it it it'll be uh it, it should be a great 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 day and um there's also a stocker doing the cardboard houses which is a very I was on a protest a few weeks ago where where they did that and it was real kind of um cross the board engagement for families where they they provided the cardboard and kids and stuff made their own houses based yeah. on the art of asbestos and uh, it was it was a really powerful angle at, at, at uh, protesting and um so they're going to be doing that and then there'll be um some speeches and music up in the grand parade very good very good so barry and eva um in terms of the kind of next couple of days what are you planning to do well, I suppose, look, one of the speak, we'll have Katrina too. We have the penny dinners there. I think it's important that we, we, we speak about K- K- Katrina and put her name in there, the amazing work she does. Yeah. And people need to come out and, and listen, she's at the coal face. You know, so the next couple of days, it's just leaflet, leaflet, social media, engage with as many people as we can. And, you know, it won't be from the lack of effort of many, many activists who have distributed over 30,000 leaflets, who've been amazing on social media. And I just, you know, would say to people who are listening to this podcast, just, you know, for, for the future of the young people of this country and the generations that haven't born yet, give up two hours here Saturday and come out and demand that things change. Yeah, absolutely. Eva, last word to you. Yeah, I suppose just the getting down on the ground and, and making sure that the, the last few leaflets are distributed and people are encouraged to attend. Um, I really do hope that there is a good show out on the day. And I think that there will be as well. Um, I think that, you know, what's what's what we've kind of heard from from people over the last number of days has been, you know, they're 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 ready for this and and the appetite is is pretty big. So um I, I'm I'm very hopeful that this is gonna be good. Good, good. Well, listen, um, I think it will. I think it will be a great day and a really important day uh, marking, you know, the expression of people that um, they're not accepting it. And um, that is so important to, you know, light that flame that, you know, it's not just society sitting back and accepting it, that actually people are saying, no, this is not OK. Um, and whether it changes, you know, anything in the next few months it's hard to know, but I think what it most definitely does is say that as a society, we are not accepting this and we will continue to demand that things are done differently and done better um, and continue to build a movement um, towards to, to get the change and make housing a human right and, and get public housing um, available. So listen, thanks so much, Barry, Eva and Martin for um, uh, joining thanks. me today. Thanks, Rory. Thanks, Merlin. Thanks, Merlin. And uh, we're going to finish out now with Martin uh, playing a song. Everyone um, should have a home. And thank you so much to all listeners for tuning in. If you are around Cork or anywhere, if you can get down, please do. And if not on social media, share it. What's the hashtag, Barry? Hashtag raise the roof Cork. Hashtag raise the roof Cork. No better place like. (laughs) And uh, so listen, yeah, enjoy it. And it'll be a great day. And if you can share it around, share around this podcast too. We appreciate that. Let people know what's happening. Uh, Thank you all very much and we'll talk to you all very soon.